What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wow, Matt. Fellow adventures, we are Sir Crokington, the toad. You just carried on adventuring. We are in the city of Pakwur. And we are going to do the adventure. Well, okay. Very soon we're going to do the adventure. The internet simply... Well, oh, it's back. We're doing the adventure, The Tunnels of Peril. The old man, well past the prime of his life, turns to face you, revealing broad shoulders and a thick, sturdy frame. A short sword hangs from his belt. Beneath the folds of his bulky brown tunic, can make out an iron-studded leather jerkin. I'm called Vark, he says, bowing. I know well enough who you are, and I pray you'll excuse me for coming straight to the point. I need your help to rescue my daughter. Now, this is possibly the only good escort quest in all of gaming. Okay, that's probably a slight exaggeration, but... Definitely one of the few good ones. Start the adventure. Three days ago, on a wide lane in Pakwar's squalid eastern sector. Little there. Started out of a tangle web of tangled forts that had nearly become another dame daydream. The other adventurers nodded, glancing at the man to her left to see if she could garner a clue as to what had elicited licked at the harsh whisper. Her much larger companion, a much, a much, a grey-bearded man at least twice her age, focuses his intense gaze on the far side of the street, where two broad alleys converge on a rubbish-strewn thoroughfare. Lyrell, shifting her stance to alleviate the chipped discomfort caused by the heavy cloak that covered her chained chain tunic, carefully studied the dense wall of gloom, the woes up just inside the mouth of the two alleys. There, standing in the shadows of the leftmost corridor, discernible only by a faint grey shape against the darkness, was the figure of a tall man. Do you think he knows we're here? 
The old man shook his head and held a finger to his lips, never once shifting his stare. Leo felt like sighing, but knew the expression would invite her father's withering glance. A look she had already seen twice since daybreak. She remained silent and locked her gaze onto the figure just inside the mouth of the alley. Standing at her father's side, behind the rotting barrels st- stacked at the door of the abandoned cooperage. Lyra carefully studied every nuance of the vague, shadowy form across the way, watching for any sign of the telltale movements that might serve to reveal the identity of the lurking figure. As yet, there was nothing definitive. For the young adventurous, a whack man in human guise was not something easily spotted. The present. Moving through the harbour district, past dozens of moored ver- merchant caravels, mighty Tyson war gallons and countless other seaworthy vessels, you pause along the quayside to watch a steady stream of men toil to load a particularly impressive barque. Okay, I'm not sure what that is. It's spelled B-A-R-Q-E. If you know what that is, good on you. If you don't, you can look it up now. (laughs) The massive vessel, flying the Wysillian flag, sailed into the cove not more than two hours ago. From what you've been able to gather, Pacquo is the first stop on on a lengthy voyage that will ultimately take it around the northwest corner of Laidon. Took to the sea on one like that? That was a long time back. The gruff voice of the man to your left grabs your attention and you instinctively turn towards the sound. Standing a few feet away, this intense stare fixed on the, bo- on the bark is an older, grey-haired man. Short cropped beard, mostly grey, with just a few darker streaks concealed much of his lower face, and does little to hide two long scars on his white cheek. The old man, well past the prime of his life, turns to face you, revealing broad shoulders and a thick, sturdy frame. A short sword hangs from his belt. Beneath the folds of his oversized brown tunic, you can clearly make out an iron-studded leather jerkin. Called Vark, he says, bowing, which is shorter and which is a shorter, more desirable form of Vogelik. Well, I know well enough who you are, Sir Crunkerton, and I pray you'll excuse me for coming straight to the point. I need your help to rescue my daughter. The old man's suddenly admission catches you off guard, from the two of you find yourself unable to reply. Without waiting for you to respond, Vark again speaks. My daughter, Liu, she met you some time ago, here in the city. Showed you a map, he says, as if attempting to jog your memory. You, you immediately tell him you recall the encounter. She's the one that gave us the map to the sea cliff, which led us to finding the dragon. The sea dragon, who we helped out. That's a few episodes back. Then, in a long, interesting, and somewhat times emotional account, he relates to you the events that led him to the dire predicament in which he now finds himself entangled. A predicament that began 
with the capture of his daughter. Ooh, that's bad, that's bad. Fark tells you he's long been a sword for hire, and for the past 40 years he has wandered far and wide across the North Broadlands, seeking out adventure wherever it was to be found, if there was gold to be had from it, of course. Now, I usually find that great adventures, gold just appears if you do them. You learn that when his wife died, nearly two years, two decades ago, Leroy began to travel the realms with him, for he made certain to keep her out of harm's way as he plied his rewarding but perilous trade. Of course, one can't help to keep them away from everything, he says, at least not forever. As she grew older, Lyra made up her mind that she would partner with me. I tried to refuse her, but it did little good, so I taught her the blade. And the tricks of a profession I managed to survive for four decades. And now, Vork's voice trails off. He closes his eyes as he attempts to collect his thoughts and stay his emotions. Then, to several moments of silence... The aging adventurer relates to the events that led him to seek you out. Listening to Vark's tale, you learn that he and his daughter, Lyril, who previously showed you a map of the Seacliffs region, arrived in Pat Gwar in answer to a plea put forth by the Seaport's Council of Magistrates. An alarming number of Kogari encounters across all sectors of the city that last forced the hand of Pat Gwar's powerful but often complacent warning body. Uh, well, they are trying to fix the problem. It's just it's uh, a bit larger than they expected it to be. And um, Tallies is retired and Thrimback was on the other side of the country. And Barnabar, well, yeah, he's, he's hard to track down. He's also on the other side of the country. I mean, there's probably, there's probably others... There's obviously me, but I'm, I'm all over the place. Vark tells you the task laid out by the magistrates involved discovering the source of the growing Kogari infestation. I expected we'd find a handful of the walking rats, he says, and yet we found ourselves confronted by an army of them. After dark, the city is alive with them, some choosing to slink about in human form and many bold enough to make no attempt to conceal themselves. And think of it, in a city with so many soldiers, well, we found ourselves outnumbered at every turn, and outmatched more times than I care to recall. We should have fled the city. Curse myself with every breath for not doing just that. Our mission, though, was only to identify the source of the Kogari, and that I believe we have done. At a terrible price. His voice choked with emotion. The aging adventurer relates to you a detailed account of the encounters he and his daughter, Lyril, have had with the Kogari since arriving in Pakrul less than a month ago. He ends his sombre narrative with a description of his last confrontation with the Kogari three days ago, an ill-fated ambush that resulted in Lyril's capture by the dual-eyed leader of the Wat Men. We had discovered their leader was a one-armed Kogari, possibly named Glimuk, who has a sparkling redstone, perhaps a ruby, 
in a spot where his white eye ought to be. In human form, he covers the gem with a patch. Oh, so this is the guy we we met before when we were first exploring Pacquar. And he's also the guy that killed us that one time. That didn't happen. Because of wibbly wobbly timey wimey video gamey stuff. When you tell Vark about your own encounters with the one-eyed man, the scene of several Kugari attacks, he nods grimly. He's one a dangerous foe, and one I'm certain I've met before, he says. Many years ago, as part of a band of adventurers that drove the Kugari from the eastern sector of Kujithik, the leader of those wats was a fearsome creature called Gaimluk. One of my fellow adventurers, fearless woman, Jolien was her name. Hold off Jimlock and his swarming ver- vermin. Longer, long enough for the west of us to escape from an ambush we'd unwillingly walked into. Darling, Jolien took out Gaimluk's eye with her blade. But she fell soon after. She was torn to pieces by those rats. Vark, his eyes mystic over, full silent, and turns and looks out across the harbour. To only a few moments he turns back to you. You've already guessed the revelation he's about to make. Darlin died in that alley in Trithic, the day before Glymluck and the west of the Kogari fled the city. I lost my wife on that day, Sir Crockington. And Lyril, not even old enough to stand, lost her mother. I dare say, with all that's happened in the last few days, I haven't been alone in bearing a grudge. These last twenty years. Oof, revenge. It. It's not. It, it doesn't end badly. It doesn't end well for anyone, really. You instinctively tell Vark that you're sorry for the loss of his wife and for the capture of his daughter. Similarly, by the same Hulgari whose eye was cut out nearly two decades ago on the streets of Thrific. Then you ask the aging adventurer. If he believes Leo's abduction by the jewel-eyed leader of the Kagari was a random act, or a stroke of vengeance enacted twenty years after the fateful events in Adderstone. Now it's amazing. Was was Glymuk always focused on revenge? You thought he was just going around doing Batman things. I thought, oh, I can have some revenge. And he thought, well, I mean, if this revenge is just right there it's just right there it's just sitting there right there some potential revenge i might as well just yoink this delicious delicious revenge i can't be certain he says shaking his head but i know this much so crokington i will not rest into them my daughter come what may is back safe and sound in my arms i ask no beg for her help you must know sir crokington I do not seek to avenge, darling. That part of my life is over. A little good will come of such a selfish motive. I only want to let go Lyril from the clutches of the Wapmen. I beg you to help me. Vark's eyes again leap over. You jump on his shoulder, and that's initiate a shoulder cross. He meets you in a gesture and exhales sharply, as if a great weight had been lifted from his shoulders. After thanking you, you tell him the sentiment is not unnecessary. 
He says the one thing you've been hoping to hear ever since you heard of Leo's capture. I think I know where we can begin our search. Vark tells you that he and Leo were lured into the seaport's squalid eastern sector after piercing together various rumours that suggest the jewel-eyed leader of the Kogari would be meeting alone with accomplice on a twisting lane lined with decrepit, largely abandoned buildings. Only too late did the cagey adventure realise that he and his daughter had walked into a well-laid ambush. I must have killed nearly a... must have killed a dozen Kogari, he says. Leo felt at least half that many, but it was hopeless. They came out. They came out of every every shadow like a surging tide. I was stuck on the back of the head, and everything was fading to black when I saw Leo in the clutches of the one-eyed man, one-eyed human. Next thing I knew, I was being hoisted to my feet by a pair of soldiers. Must have been the soldiers who frightened of the Kogari. Stumbled away from them, gazed, bewildered, searching for Lil. But it was then I found this. Varix hands you a small scrap of paper, scrawled across the yellowed surface of the torn sheet. In a narrow flowing script are three words In the tunnels. You immediately recognise the tunnels as a name by which many of Packwell's residents refer to long unused and sealed off network of sewer channels the honeycomb far beneath the streets of the ancient sewer port. I hope that when they sealed them off, they still have more other modern sewers, because sewers are very important. They're very, very important if you don't want everyone in your city to get cholera and other nasty things. Seriously. Have sewers. Keep them maintained. And if you don't have them, build them! I don't care. I don't care what you're going to do. Build them! Build your sewers! Of course, if you're, if, if you're you know, a single farmstead in the, in the middle of nowhere, you've got you've to gotta do the cesspity thing, which is a bit of a mess but if you're in a city or a town or even a fairly large village have sewers Varex tells you that he found the note tucked into the pocket of his tunic I don't know the ultimate purpose what ultimate purpose lies behind this clue he says taking back the scrap of paper but it seems likely they expect me to venture into the old sewers likely into the heart of their rotten hive if it is Glymuk, then there can be little doubt what it, what it, what it is. Is he that it's me he's after? For Lil's safe return, said Crokington. I'll gladly give him what he wants. To take every precaution to, sh- to ensure the two of you aren't being watched or followed, Vark takes you to the western end of the city's harbour district there, midway along the wide stone ledge that skirts the fake. That skirts the face of the treacherous, of a treacherous stretch of tide-worn cliffs, the aging adventurer shows you a tall, iron-grated arch set back into the rock. Peering through the corroded iron grating, you can make out a broad, damp 
vaulted corridor that swiftly plunges into darkness. You immediately realise the ancient passage along which your eyes wander is an entrance to the tunnels, the sealed-off network of sewer channels that snake beneath Park Roar. So I'm get, just judging by the... These are the sort of sewers you can walk in. That strongly implies that ancient Pack War was a ma- was a megalopolis with po- population of maybe hundreds of thousands. Because otherwise, you can just get back with get by with just you know pipes. Pipes, and you need to check them. You just pull up, pull up the, pull up a land hole, come and go. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's fine. Oh, oh, no. Someone's been flushing something they shouldn't have been flushing. Get out the wiggly woggly thing. Very clear. Now stop flushing things you're not supposed to flush. You flush toilet paper. And you flush the poo. That's it. And and the pee. <laughs> but that's it. That's it. Don't flush those flushable wipes. Because they're not flushable. They just cause fat bergs. Which are a bad thing. Because they block up the sewers. And then everyone ends up with poop in their house. Which is the entire reason we have sewers. Is so you don't have poop in your house. The rat man used his entrance. Says Vark. His wary gaze scouring the cliffside. And the dark passages on either side of the grate. And the dark passage on either, on the other side of the grate. There may be other ways in. We haven't time to go look for them. This is where we'll, this is where we'll be going in. Believe me, Sir Crokington. If you have any desire to back out of this now, I would certainly understand. But I will press on. We'll, we'll be pressing on, come what may. You shake your head and tell Vark you've no intention of abandoning the mission. You further ensure him you do all you can to see his daughter return safe and sound. Your words seem to bring him a fair measure of comfort, and he smiles and nods in response. You're standing harp. You're standing midway along a broad stretch shelf of rock that skirts the, the face of a treacherous cliff, treacherous stretch of tide-worn cliffs on the western side of the Seaport's Harbour district. Directly in front of you, a tall, iron-grated arch is set back into the cliff wall. A loose portion of the corroded grating allows easy passage into a dark, vaulted corridor below. This dank, shadowy passage, long ago sealed off and largely forgotten, leads down, down in twisting network of sewer passages known as the tunnels. The, t- the stone arc that stone arch that houses the grating is in a dismal state of disrepair and appears ready to collapse. You wonder how long the ancient structure will continue to hold up. Hmm. Also, wonder what effect it collapsing would have on the city above. It might be quite bad. Vark casts his worried gaze at the arch and shakes his head. A quick glance at your aging companion feels he's completely hale and hearty. 
Yes, because this is one of this is the only adventure in this game so far where your companions can get hurt. And we act and are affected by how you play. Anyway, you can rest here, but no need to do that yet. Into the old sewers. You glance over at Fark. The aging adventurer gives you a reassuring nod. So two of you slip through the opening in the iron grating and make your way into the sloping pass passing beneath passage beneath the stone arch. Oh, that seems to be a typo there. Alright. I'm in the middle of a big mazy dungeon. It's very mazy. You're standing at the end of a wide vaulted corridor that leads up and out of the tunnels. Dark passages, their floors covered with thin, slimy puddles of fetid water, plunge into the surrounding gloom to the north, east and south. Okay. I'm making my way east. The nausea-inducing stench pervades the dark, twisting passages of this, the abandoned section of the seaport's ancient sewers. With Varkids at your side, you cautiously explore this fetid, perilous maze. Now let's hope you didn't bring any of your nice shoes around. Because you're not going to be able to use them again after this. Suddenly, you and your aged companion suddenly draw to a halt as Vark's finger stabs into the darkness ahead. Something's, something's moving up ahead, he says, his tone grim and defiant. Wage was a bit of trouble headed our way. Almost in unison, you and Vark draw yourself into combat-ready stance as you wait the approach of whatever is moving in your direction. Your heart nearly skips a beat as a massive, sludge-covered beetle steps into view at the edge of your pool of light. The fearsome insect, as large as a great bear, snaps its deadly black pincers as it slowly advances towards you. He doesn't seem that friendly, says Vark, as he step, steps to your side and draws himself into combat with his hands. Come on, then. We'll either bring him down or send him on his way. With that, the two of you step forward, prepared to meet the prowling beetle's imminent attack. With Vark, 100% fighting valiantly at your side against the same enemy, the enemy's melee rating is reduced by 10 for the duration of this combat. Yeah, so that's the thing. The more Vark is hurt, the less help he is. Because of, obviously, giant sludge beetle. Snaps at you with his deadly pincers. Savage blow for eight damage. I'm not sure how... It doesn't illustrate what, what Vark is doing, but it's... Other than the 10 juice melee rating, but he's... He's presumably doing something. It's just he'd have to rewrite everything to take that into account, and that's a bit much. Especially if it's something that seems to have only been used in one adventure. And if you did do it, it'd probably break a lot of other things. You've slain your foe. 6 XP. Vark suffered no damage during this fight. With a violent shudder. The spiny legs of the fearsome sludge beetle, beetle buckle beneath their weighty load and collapse, sending the massive insect's battered carcass to the floor of the tunnel with a resounding fuck. Vark smiles grimly as he steps back from the hideous creature. 
cleaving his blade with a filthy wag. Let that be the last of those, he says. We should be on our way, Sir Corkington. After quickly checking over your equipment, you promptly set off along the shadowy tunnel with the ageing adventure at your side. Okay, keep going east and then north to something. Something has been carved into the eastern wall in this section of the sewer passage. Wiping away the grime that encases the engraving, you're shocked to discover the words Tally's was here, chiselled into the damp stone block. Of course he was, of course he was here. He's been everywhere. Off along the tunnel. Ooh. Suddenly, as you're about to set off along the tunnel, you suddenly spot a decaying leather pouch lying at the foot of the eastern wall, directly beneath the engraving. Much to your surprise, the pouch contains three adventure tokens. You promptly take possession of the valuable currency. So I guess this was just one of the things where Tally's just goes into dangerous areas and just leaves adventurer tokens. You know, just to encourage adventurers to go out and do things and then go to a shop. I'm, I think, I'm thinking that's what happens. I mean, Tally seems to have a lot of things going to distribute these adventurer tokens. Let's south along the tunnel, north along the tunnel, go there again, south. Suddenly, you and your companion, aging companion, suddenly draw up to a halt as Vark's finger stabs into Dark's head. So, Crocusum, up there, in front of us, he says, his tone grim and defiant. Great, it's a bit of trouble heading our way. Almost in, in unison, you and Vark draw yourself to combat-ready stances as you wait the approach of whatever is moving in your direction. Alright, it's, an, it's another... It's another giant sludge beetle. It's, it's the same as... the It's massive sludge-covered beetle steps into view at the edge of your pool of light. The fearsome insect, as large as a great bear, Bear snaps its deadly black pincers as it slowly advances towards you. It's a giant sludge beetle, same as before. Snaps you with deadly pincers. I stab with my deadly stabby thing. And Vark slashes with his also deadly sword. And it is slain. And Vark suffered no damage, and I get 6 XP. Okay, so there seems to be an unlimited supply of random combats. Okay, okay, I've got, now, I'm getting closer to the east side. I go east, suddenly, picking a number. Bonus of 38, 18 from woodmanship, 20 from aura. Got to get 75 or more, or something bad will happen. Pick now, 132, success. You certainly spot something moving your shadows up ahead and issue a warning. The form of a harsh whisper to Vark. He nods in response, and the two of you slow to a halt, your eyes scouring the dark tunnel in both directions. Your pulse quickens as a group of shadowy figures peels away from the wall of the tunnel up ahead and slinks through the darkness towards you. You immediately recognise the figures to be Kagari. We nearly walked right into the ambush, says Vark, as he splits on, spits on the damp floor of the tunnel. 
would have them come to us. Standing shoulder to shoulder with the aging adventurer, you draw yourself into a combat-ready stance as you watch the cautious but steady approach of the seven Watmen. As the seven Kogari draws within melee wage, Vark raises, raises his sword and curses at the fire Watmen. Let's tear these things apart, Sir Crokington! He snarls as he leaps forwards and attacks. Gary Assailant, one of seven. You stab, I stab. The cool rat man viciously attacks you and is slain. 21 XP. But no damage to Vark. The vicious Gagari sumps to ground your feet and expired. Vark looks up from the remains of Gagari. He was just slain and quickly steps to your side. You prepare to engage the next of your vicious foes. So we just take... We're just... We're going half-seas. Half-seas on the rats. Fair enough. With Vark at your side, you engage the next of your Kugari assailants. Three of seven. Viciously attacks you. I vicious... I more viciously attack it. It's just slain. Okay, on to another 21 XP. Five of seven... He got a savage blow in and slain. Vark suffered one point of damage during the fight. Another 21 XP. Vark looks up from the bloody remains of Kagari. He's just slain and quickly steps to your side. Without delay, you step forward to engage the last of the Wat men. With Vark at your side, you engage the last of Kagari assailants. Okay, I guess he's. Mm. Of course, that's the problem. When you're splitting the enemy foe by half, what do you do with the what do you do with the last one left over? Huh? Huh? I guess I'm just taking it because I'm I'm just greedy like that. Greedy for glory. You've slain your foe. Twenty-one XP. Vark suffered no damage. Vark steps you aside and exhales heavily as he tightens his grip on the hilt of his sword. Not a single Watman remains standing in the shadowy sewer tunnel. 128 experience to general. Pretty nice, pretty nice. Slowly adding up. I suggest we keep our eyes peeled, says Vark, glancing down with obvious disdain at one of the bloody Kagari corpses. That little skirmish was meant to be our end. Seems they may have underestimated us. Just a bit. After spending a few moments to recover from the fight, to check over the equipment, you and Vark once again set off along the dark sewer passage. Okay, I'm on the east side, and there's a little alcove to the south. You're standing in a small chamber, just off the twisting sewer tunnel you've been following. Protruding from a floor in the centre of the womb is a thick iron pole, Attached to the top of the pole is a rusted heavy wheel. Wonder what turning that will do, says Vark, carefully studying the wheel. I'm not certain we should try to find out. You know what? I'm not gonna turn it because I am not an eng I am not a hydraulic engineer, so I have no idea what this does. So I'm gonna step out of the chamber. Okay, making my way to the northeast. Trouble as trouble is coming. It's another giant sludge beetle. Just gonna stab it, stab, 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 stab it, stab, stab, stab. 
Vark took t- three damage. He's now on 96%, 97%. All right, now, I'm kind of curious what happens if you get him to zero. Probably shouldn't be. It's a very mean bit of trouble. Another giant sludge beetle. Seems like those are the only random combats you get here. Alright, he suffered one damage and is down to 96%. That is not hit points. He's, I think he's got slightly more than 100 health. Kind of hard to tell. Okay, and let's keep going and going and going. Here's another. Ooh! Your heart pounds and your muscles tense as a group of seven Kogari step into the shadow cast by a reliable light source. Vark curses and spits as he tightens his grip. Grip on the hide, wrapped hilt of his sword. There's only seven of them, Sir Grokinkin. He growls, let's cut through these rats and be on our way. And he's like, uh, you're supposed to be rescuing my daughter. Are you just... Wandering around. Cut to my my daughter. Rescuing her. You know that. Remember that? It's axe wielding Kagami. Melee rating reduced by 10 due to Vark's help. Alright, thanks. And slain. No damage. 4 XP. These are just your regular fights. Alright, and slain. Vark kicks the Kagari's topping corpse to the edge of the passage as he fix, fixes his hate-filled gaze on next to the sinister Wapmen. With Vark at your side, you boldly step forward to engage the next to you vicious. So it's just going to quick combat that. Vark suffered four points of damage, taking down to 94. Alright, keep going. Number four points of damage, take me down to 91. And club wielding Kagari. No damage that time. Club wielding Kagari. 12 points of damage. Oh no. He's down to 83%. And that, that, that it says no damage. I guess that's just been cleared because of the refreshing for the quick heal. Vark hits the Kogari's top lead corpse to the edge of the passage. So he flexes his fake kill gaze on the last of the sinister rat men. Enemies below acing still reduced by 10 even though he's at 83%. Quick, quick combat slain now. Six points of damage. He's now wounded at 79%. You step back from the bloodied remains of the seven slain Kagari and struggle to catch your breath in the wake of the brutal melee. Vark kicks one of the white men's corpses and curses. I detest these cowardly creatures, he says, casting a wary troubled glance at you. Come on then, Sir Grokerton, we've got to keep searching, without wasting another moment. Well, I think I will waste more moments. The two of you set off again along the dark tunnel. Okay, I'm going to the north's Northeast corner, going west. Suddenly. Alright, same check as the last suddenly. Pick now to spot the ambush, I guess. Pick now. 86 success. 
You certainly spot something move in the shadows up ahead and issue a warning, in the form of a harsh whisper to Vark. He nods in response, and the two of you slow to a halt, your eyes scouring the dark tunnel in both directions. Your pulse quickens as a group of shadowy figures peel away from the wall of the tunnel up ahead and slink through the darkness towards you. You immediately recognise the creatures to be Kugari. We nearly walked right into the ambushes, Vark, as he splits onto the damp floor of the tunnel. Let them come to us. Standing shoulder to shoulder with the aiding adventurer, you draw yourself into combat ready stance as you watch the cautious but steady approach of the eight rat men. Okay, good, good. That's an even number of rats. So we don't have to worry about arguing over the last one. As the eight Kogari draws within millet range, Vark raises his sword and curses at the vile mat men. Let's tear these things apart, so Quokington, he snarls his leap forwards and attacks. Guardia Sabre, one of eight, quick combat. No damage to Vark, 21 XP, he's killed one. Quick combat again. 15 points of damage, oh, he got unlucky that time. He's wounded, 69%. Another quick combat for five. 21. Quick combat again. Oh, looks like looks like I take the last one no matter what. Okay, I guess that's just how it goes. Alright, 21 XP. The vicious guy slumps the ground to feet and expires. He suffered no damage. Vark steps to your side and exhales sharp heavily as he tightens his hilt on the hilt of his sword. Not a single Watman remains standing in the shadowy sewer tunnel. And that's 128 experience to general. I suggest we keep our eyes peeled, says Vark, glancing down with obvious disdain at one of the bloody Kugari corpses. That little skirmish was meant to be our end. Seems they may have underestimated us just a bit. Hmm. These Kugari sure are very willing to throw their lives away. Are they all the descendants of Grimework? I mean, we all don't know that rats breed quickly, so presumably rat men can breed quickly too. That would sort of explain it. Especially if, say, he made sure, made sure to control their education so they get some sort of, some sort of weird culty thing. So spending a few moments to recover from the fight and to check over your equipment, you and Vark once again set off along this dark sewer passage. Suddenly, you and your aging companion draw to halt. Oh, something is ahead. You watch in growing horror as a broad, undulating puddle of orange slime surges out of the dance ahead. The quivering mass draws itself into a towering wave of ooze as it slivers up the edge of your, slivers up to the edge of your pool of light. A strange, gurgling sound echoes along the dank passage. I don't like the look of that, says Vark, as he takes a step back and quickly assumes a defensive stance. Don't get caught in the middle of it. The unsettling, gurgling sound rising and picked. The mass of orange slime suddenly surges towards you, seeking to consume 
every anything and everything in its path, including me and Vark. More importantly, Vark. He's looking for his daughter. It's very important. Or Einstein. He's, he's only lowering the Miller rating by seven because I let him get hurt a lot and haven't been healing him. Deadly mass of slime rises up and surges at you. Get some damage. It is slain. Three damage to Vark. Four XP. You step back from the rapidly dissolving puddle of slime and watch as a strange and deadly creature swiftly becomes little more than a thin orange film on the damp stone floor of Vark, seemingly uninterested in the last throes of the slime creature's demise, diligently cleaves the blade of his sword with a filthy wag. There's no telling what else may lurk down here, he says. We should be on our way, Sir Crokington. I have no desire to have Leo spend even a moment longer in the clutches of that that wat vermin. After quickly checking over your equipment, you promptly set off along the shadowy tunnel with the aging adventurer at your side. Okay, going further along the north north edge, your movement along the broad section of sewer tunnel comes to an abrupt halt as you encounter a section of floor that's completely covered by orange slime. The rippling pool of ooze, actually a voracious predator, spans the entire breadth of the passage before you. I don't think we ought to get any closer, says Vark, turning to glance in both directions along the tunnel. Let's turn back and try another way. Nah, nah. Now I've gotta leave I've gotta leave all my passages open so we have as many routes as possible for escape is my excuse. Approach the pool of slime. As you step closer to the pool of slime, the quivering orange mass draws itself into a towering wave of undulating ooze. A strange gurgling sound echoes along the dank passage as the formless predator prepares to attack. I don't like slimes, says Vark as he takes a step back and assumes a defensive stance. Don't get caught in the middle of it. Watch yourself! With Vark at 80, 67% fighting violently aside, enemy melee rating reduced by 7 for the duration of the combat. Orange slime. The deadly mass of orange slime wires up and surges at you. Your opponent's cat attack has encased your head in slime for 14 damage. Oh no. It gets, some hit, it gets a hit in. But it is still slain thanks to the shimmering silver dagger. He took 4 damage. I got 70 XP. You step back from the rapidly dissolving puddle of slime and watch as a strange and deadly creature swiftly become little more than a thin orange film on the slam damp stone floor. Vark, seemingly uninterested in the last throes of the slime's demise, diligently cleads cleans the blade of his sword at the edge of his tunic. Let's see what we can do to avoid any more of those, says Vark. I'm not keen to ever see, to ever again see one. Okay. Okay, near the north, near the north corner is another alcove. To heal myself, but not Vark. 
I just want to see what I'm, I'm really curious what happens if he gets down if he goes down to zero. In a broad alcove just to the west of the main sewer passage, you discover the bloody corpses of four Gagari. The Mapman appears to have been slain by a bladed weapon. Looks like Lua wasn't dragged through these tunnels without a fight, says Vark, stooping to examine the gruesome remains. I pray that she found her way out of this place somehow. To quickly searching the bodies of the slain Kagari, you step out of the alcove and back into the tunnel. Okay, to the east is something. Same check again. Alright, harsh whisper to Vark. Nine rat men this time. Quick combat with number one. Right, 21 XP for every fight. That's number three. Number five. Vark taking the odd, taking the even numbers. Number seven. And number nine. And it is slain for 21 XP. And Vark suffered five damage during that fight, and he's now heavily wounded at 56%. 56%. Vark steps to, your, steps to your side and exhales heavily as he tightens his grip on the hilt of his sword. Not a single white man remains standing in the shadowy sewer tunnel. Alright. Alright, and that ends like the other ones did. Okay, now just a bit northeast of where we started. Go west. Here's another portal to Of course, I'm going to approach it. Alright, stabity stab, 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 stab. I, I take no damage, so Vark takes no damage. Alright, 70 XP. Not keen to ever see one again. Alright, keep going west. Another pool of slime. Just gonna fight that. Rises up and surges at you. Alright, pwned. Ooh, encased my arm and then my torso in slime for 8, then 11 damage and is slain. Vark suffers 7 damage. He's heavily, heavily wounded at 51%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, no, no. Yeah, I know you said I should avoid those, but... Alright, trouble headed our way. It's another orange slime. Alright, just gonna stabity stab, 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 stab. Got that off with no damage to me or Vark. 5xp. Alright, here's the entrance. Examine Vark. You glance over at Vark and ask how he's holding up, fearful this daunting mission will exact a heavy toll on the aging adventurer. At first, Vark seems annoyed by a sudden quarry, but he ultimately smiles and tells you he's alright. He then says he's eager to get back, get on with the task at hand, the search for his daughter. 
you can you can heal him whenever you want but as I say I'm looking for what happens when you get to zero so Crocium up there in front of us I think we've been spotted you and Vark draw yourself into combat ready stance as you want wait the approach of whatever is moving in your direction your heart pounds and your muscles tense as a group of six Kagari step into the glow cast by a reliable light. Vark curses and spits as he tightens a grip on the hide wrapped hilt of his sword. There's only six of them, Sir Crokin, he says. Let's cut through these rats and be on your way. Alright, enemy melee rating reduced by seven. Vark's 51%, just going to quit combat. Um, Vark suffered two damage. He's now halfway down. Down. Uh, another one. Uh, yeah. Five XP. Keeping going. Another five XP. Uh, keep. Oh, oh. He's down to forty-eight percent. And now, and now, middle rating is reduced by just four. He's not really helping that much anymore. And seven damage is a forty-four percent, and three damage is a forty-two percent. You step back from the bloodied remains of the six slain Kogari and struggle to catch your breath in the wake of the brutal melee. Vark kicks at one of the white men's corpses and curses. I'll hack my way through an army of these vermin just to see Lyra again, he says, casting a wary and troubled glance at you. Come on then, Sir Crokerton, we've got to keep searching. Without wasting another moment, the two of you again set off along a dark sewer tunnel. Okay, going south... It's another pool of slime, it's, it's in the way, so just going to quick combat it. 70 XP, he's now critically wounded at 34%. Does he say anything about... He tells you he's alright. Yeah, yeah, he, he's being... He's a bit. He's got a little bit of that toxic masculinity thing going on, where he's not going to say that he's hurt, even though he's obviously hurt. Or something like that, anyway. Making my way into the southeast corner, healing myself, not healing Vark. What a jerk I am. Alright, here's the check. I scatter the tunnels. Nine WAP men. Alright, just these are as usual, we're taking turns. He's 32%, and then 27%. Uh, he, he got, he, he's still at 27%. Alright. To 9, no, it's 21%. He's near death at 19%. Vark accepts your sars and exhales heavily as he tightens the grip on his sword. Not a single white man remains standing in the shadowy sewer tunnel. 128 experience to general. And he, he's still reacting the same, even though he's near death. I guess that's just a power of fatherhood. <laughs> Alright, here's the wheel. It's another one of those wheels on a pole. Let's just step out the chamber. Alright. Suddenly, your well-trained eye spots something lying on the floor of the tunnel just a few yards ahead. Now, what is this? says Vark, as the two of you cautiously move in for a closer look. 
32 XP to General. Only a moment after spotting the object, you discover that it is a blue cloth cape. You pick up the cape and study it closely. That's Lyrals! exclaims Vark, stepping up and examining the cape. We at least know she was here. Come on, we best hurry. You safely tuck her cape away amongst your other belongings, for once again stepping off with little it's Lyrals' cape. Its quality is unmatched, but that doesn't get any stats because capes don't work like that. His blue cloth cape discovered in one of the dark tunnels of the old sewers beneath Patgroar undoubtedly belongs to Vark's missing Donald, daughter Lewell. Okay, okay. I'm now in the southeast corner. I go west. And it's more... It's another what, nine Watmen. Alright, just quick combating. He's took three damage. 17%. He's at 15%. And he's 12%. I, he, he's not gonna... I think he's not gonna last much longer unless I, like, help. He's at 11%. Nine of nine. No damage that time. And th 128 experience to general. Okay. Okay. I'm near on the south end. Go north a bit. Another pool of slime. He only reduces the melee rating by one now. He's got he took three points of damage and he's now at 9%. Not keen to ever see one of those. Okay, just see. Oh, there's a whole load of question marks along the south south side. What's the first one? Oh, it's Ard Moss. A smaller patch of grey moss clings to the south wall in this section of the sewer channel. Be like moss to be Ard Moss, a fungus renowned for its healing properties. Red West, it's more Ard Moss. West, even more wild moss. Yep, so three, three healing mosses in a row. Just a convenient thing to have when you're going through a very long dungeon. Okay, I'm close to the western side, but now I'm making my way back to the centre. Suddenly, your own trained eyes spot something lying on the floor of the tunnel, just a few yards ahead. Now, what is this? Says Vark. So the two of you cautiously move in for a closer look. 32 XP to General. Only moments after spotting the object, you discover that it's a leather skullcap. You pick up the skullcap and study it closely. That's Lewis! exclaims Vark, stepping up to examine the skullcap. At least we know she was here, come on. We best hurry. You safely tuck the skullcap away in amongst her other belongings before once again setting off through the sewers. It's Lewis' leather skullcap. It's unmatched. And it provides six stamina points. Well, of course, Vark would ensure that her daughter gets the best. Well, the best that you can get outside of tallies, but he probably didn't get that many adventurer tokens in his in his career because he's a lower level of adventurer, so you don't just turn up. You don't just find them. Not find them for just regular goblin bashing. This leather skullcap discovered in one of the dark tunnels of 
the old sewers beneath Pacquarie undoubtedly belongs to Varg's missing daughter. Okay. Alright, let's make making my way there. Oh yeah, there's the tallies was here where I got three ATs. Made my way back to the entrance. I can leave the sewers. But that just means I can west. Okay, northwest. Now what is this? Oh, no. 32 XP. Only moments after spotting the object, discover it's a worn leather pouch. You pick up the pouch and study it closely. That's Lyrals. Well, you at least know she was here. Come on, we best hurry. You safely tuck the pouch away in amongst your other belongings, for you once again setting off through your sewers. It's Lyrals' pouch. This leather pouch, discovered in one of the dark tunnels, tunnels of the old sewers beneath Pankroar, undoubtedly belongs to Vark's missing daughter, Lyrals. Okay, keep going north, and then west a bit. It's going both directions. It's nine Watmen. Quick combat there. It's two damage to Vark. Quick combat there. No damage to Vark. Quick combat there. Another no damage to Vark. Quick combat there. For number seven. He's put five points of damage. He's out four percent. The last of the rat men, just quick combat. He suffers two damage, he's at 3%. And there's a 128 experience to general for slaying the entire ambush. Well, attempted ambush. Alright. Now, let's just. What's on the north side? Near the northwest. What's this? The rose rained ice spots something lying on the floor of the tunnel just a few yards ahead. Now, what's this, says Vark, as the two of you cautiously move in for a closer look. 32 experience to general. Only moments after spotting the object, you, you discover that it's a short sword. You pick up the sword and study it closely. That's Lyrals, explains Vark, stepping up to examine the sword. We at least know she was there. Come on, we best hurry. You carefully tuck the sword away in amongst your other belongings before once again setting off through the sewers. It's a short sword. It's unmatched, so it provides a melee rating of plus five. It's as good as a sword can get without being magic. And of course, magic swords are hard to come by. Well, for, for, for normal people. For Sir Corkington, they just keep turning up. This short sword, discovered of Discovered in one of the dark tunnels of the old sewers beneath Pacquarie, and Townsend belongs to Vark's missing daughter, Lyrell. This weapon is of unmatched quality. Okay. Okay, okay, keep going west. Suddenly, failure. You've walked right into an ambush without warning. Eight Kagari emerged right from the shadows on either side of the tunnel, catching both you and Var completely off guard. Your aging companion cries out in alarm as he struggles to fend off the vicious attacks of the sinister Ratman. Owing to the surprise attack, your opponent's melee rating has been increased through the first combat. Ooh, it's purple. That means I think that means the first one is scaled because. Because there's no way it could naturally get over 300. Not for an adventure this old. Begin combat. So I'll use telekinetic thrust. 
Alright. That boosts my Miller rating. Savage Blow 13 damage, and then 14 damage. Another telekinetic thrust. Boost my Miller rating, and it is slain. Uh, Vishikagari slumps to the ground at your feet and expires. Vark, 24 XP. Vark has suffered 12 points of damage during the fight. The aging adventure determined to the last deceased daughter Westu from the clutches of Varkagari has died as a result of his wound. Vark looks up for the blood remains of the Kari's dust slain and quickly steps to your side. You prepare to engage the next of your vicious foes. Engage the next Kagari's slayance. Next of your vicious foes. And that means I have to slay them all myself. Because I've just gone and... Alright, keep going. Last of the Wat Men. Of course, I get more experience, but I'm a total jerk. Not a single Wat Man remains standing in the shadowy sewer tunnel. You've asked to remain your guard, fearing that you may yet encounter more of the ambushes on these dark, twisting corridors. To spend a few bones to recover on the fight, check out equipment once again set off the dark sewer passage. With a heavy heart, you turn and look down the unmoving body of Vark. Sprawled house across the damp stone floor of the sewer tunnel. His gloved hand still touches the hide wrapped hilt of his sword. A weapon. A weapon that remained faithfully at his side for the past 40 years. You're about to swoop down and gently close his eyes and lay his arms across his chest. When suddenly, gasping alarm, Vark's eyes flicker flicken once and then turns to look at you as a waggy breath escapes between his open lips. It takes you several mo takes you several moments to gain your senses, but as you near his sides, prepare to administer any aid that might serve to revive him. Vark reaches out, places his white hand on your left arm. The aging adventurer, his gaze now distant and wandering, shakes his head. Tell Lior I love her, he says. His voice stronger than you expect it to be. She, she knows that I love her, but please tell her. She has to know it. I love her, and I'm sorry. Find her, Sir Crokington, and take her out of here. Please. Vark's eyes flitter rapidly before closing for the final time, bringing an end to a life spent in pursuit of perilous adventure. He does not stir again. You bid a sad, silent farewell to Vark as you lay his arms across his test, chest and take possession of his sword. The hope that you will be able... Uh, with the hope that that you will soon be able to present Lure with her father's blade. Then, to carefully moving his body to the edge of the corridor, you begin to turn your thoughts back to the daunting task at hand. Despite Vark's stance against seeking revenge on the one-eyed Kigari, the creature now all, now all but certain is the sinister Glymurk you made mention of. You now burn with desire to see justice done to the evil Matman and the rest of his vicious, murdering horde. 
as you step off, set off along the damp sewer channel, pausing to look down upon your fallen companion one last time. A single unsettling thought is foremost in your mind. You now realise you are the last and only hope Luo has left, if indeed Vark's daughter is still alive. Failure to quickly find her in this labyrinth of twisting tunnels will most certainly condemn her to a gruesome fate. Pushing that nightmarish image from your mind, you move off into the darkness. Malmore determined to then more Malmore determined to succeed, despite the growing tech peril that seems to dog your every step. Alright, so that's what happens if you let Vark die. And yeah, I pretty much had to go out of my way to do it, so it's it's a very easily avoidable fate. Okay. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna see what it ends like without Vark. Without literally the entire point of this event, you know, is to reunite the two. Well, now I just got to save the daughter. Oh, you're standing in a long, broad sewer tunnel that runs north and south. To the west, the twisted remains of a heavy iron door lies beneath an ornate stone arch. Peering through the arch, you can see a square, small square chamber. Step through the chamber to the west. You're standing in a small square chamber just to the west of the long tunnel you've been following. Apart from several heaps of rotting debris, the, the room appears to be empty. You and Vark, yeah, I can understand how that could happen. There's literally dozens of thing of of passages mentioning Vark. To to, to rewrite all of them would would be for rewrite all of them for an event that this may be, may have never been seen until now because it was it was never mentioned on the wiki yeah i think i may have been the first person in all of swift to get vark killed and that sucks and also it doesn't just end the adventure if you fail you just feel like an absolute scrub which I am, I am, I am an absolute, absolute scoundrel. I let him die just to see what would happen. You and Vark spend several minutes searching the chamber, seeking anything that might lead you to Lil. Discovering the wound more than once because apparently there's nothing to be found here. Okay, self. Alright, there's another chamber to the west. Nothing to be found here. South. To the east, a small tun tunnel of chain cloth spins to the east wall in this section of the tunnel. You immediately recognise the moss to be Ardmoss, a fungal renowned for its healing property. There seems to be enough Ardmoss here for a single use. Quick glance at your aging companion reveals he is near death at 0%. Actually, he's near death from the other side. Because he just died. Use the Ardmos. Reels he's near death. Okay, I can't, at least I can't use it on him. Use the Ardmos to heal yourself. 
You collect the Ardmars from the Tunnel Wall and consume the soft pungent fungus. 27 points healed. That could have really helped Varg. Oh well. Okay, Chamber to the West. Alright, uh, yep. Alright, South. Here's another ambush. Thankful for being wary enough to avoid walking towards obviously a well-laid ambush. You draw yourself into combat with these stance as you watch the cautious but steady approach of the seven ratmen. Kogara, your assailant. One of seven. Alright, and it's it's a lot more it's a lot it's lonely fighting rat men all on your own. That's number four. All on my own. Nobody with me. Because the person who was with me, I got killed. Just to see what would happen. What a... Uh, uh, and he had 128 experience to general. And it was 21 experience to combat for all the combats. If I was going on your guard. It's getting self cost twisting sewer passages. Here's a pool of slime. It's orange slime. Little more, and Vark can't react because he's dead. Because I killed him, yeah. Yes, technically it was a Kogari that killed him. But, yeah, I'm responsible. Uh, rating increase for the first combat, but no matter. 24 XP, just gonna flash through these, I don't. Honestly, I don't even want to read the text without Vark. It's just too sad. Too sad. Well, this is going to be one of those have didn't happen things. Thing once I've got to see it. I just want. I gotta gotta see how she reacts. And a hundred and twenty-eight experience to general. Alright, chambers to the west. Nothing to be found here. Okay. And along the west side, you are trying, well trained eyes spot something lie on the floor of the tunnel just a few yards away. You could have closely look in for a closer look. 32 experience to general. Only moments after spotting the object, you discover it's a dagger. You pick up the dagger and study it closely. Something inexplicable tells you the discarded dagger belongs to Lua. Ha! Oh, that! Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that, that's... Oh, that's... Oh, I'm sad. I'm sad now. I'm going to continue to be sad. You, care, you carefully tuck the dagger in amongst your other belongings before once again setting off with the sewers. Lua's dagger. This dagger discovered in one of the dark tunnels beneath the old sewers beneath Pakwur, undoubtedly belongs belongs to Mark's missing to Mark's missing Donal level. This weapon is of unmatched quality. Okay, now I'm going now I'm gonna go up the left the west side. Is another ambush. Alright, there's got fourteen of them this time. It's going to take a while. Uh, 
Especially since I don't have any help. I had help, but I, I lost it. That's number five. Oh. Uh, 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 such a jerk. I'm such a jerk. Alright, now, will I, do I, do I want to do it again? Do I record another episode with me doing it right? Or do I just reference back to the time I did it with another, another guy? Yeah, I don't think, uh, I don't think it's really different enough for me, for you to listen to it all over again. Okay, number 10, 11... 12, 13, 14. All right, not a single rat map remains standing in the shadowy sewer tunnel. 128 experience to general. Yep. Okay, go north. Anything in the chamber to the east? No. I mean, the, the comments say I'm looking with Vark, but I'm not looking with Vark. I think I think Sir Crokington is actually just is just just having a, having hallucinations brought on by profound guilt because it is his fault, right? Her fault. It's totally her fault. She could have stopped it at any time. But she didn't. I didn't. As you move to make your way out of the chamber, two Kagari, wielding a grade of crude weaponry, bust through the arch and attack. You swiftly draw yourself into a battle-ready stance as you prepare to meet the ferocious assault of the Watmen. Viciously attacks you and is slain. Who do you want XP? The bloody corpse, the Kagari tops the floor of the chamber. The last Kagari. Well, not the last Kagari, just the last Kagari for now. There'll be more. There's always more. 21 XP. You spend a few moments checking your equipment, recovering with the fight before finally stepping out of the chamber into the tunnel beyond. Alright, keep going north. Chamber to the east. No. Three Kagari blocked me on the way out this time. Hmm. Uh, and that's that. Alright, moving up. Suddenly. As you step out of the chamber, your heart nearly skip, skips a beat. Sending to the north, less than ten yards along the broad sewer tunnel. Is a lone figure cloaked in the dense gloom that fills fills its fetid rapids. Slowly, with barely a sound, the figure steps into the edge of the pool of light, revealing a human face, one you've seen before. The man, his face bloated with the dark, ragged remnants of a beard, and his white eye covered by a thick black pouch, places his hands on his hips and appears to study you closely. What speak? Come of the old dog you wandered into these stewards with, he says. 
his tone dripping with derision. This is just such good quality writing. Actually was actually having the adventure change. If you screw it up completely. It's subtle differences. Very subtle differences. But if you're a heartless bastard like me, it might be it's probably well be worth playing the adventure again. Just to, just to see the differences. I'd expected my old Avacy would have given a better account of himself. Oh oh he he would have got he would have, but um I kept dragging him off to fight giant orange slimes, even though he kept telling me not to fight the giant orange slimes. No matter. You, my friend, are most impressive. I suppose you've come for precious long Lyrell. Uh, I don't even think I have the right to see her. But I'm the only option she has. Unable to contain your glowing rage, you step forward and angrily demand Glymok release Lyrell. As if to add weight, you demand you defiantly draw yourself into combat where he stands. Glymok tip, sneers and steps out in, back into the shadows. You're about to charge along the passage after him when he suddenly appear, reappears, bearing the unmoving body of Leo in his arms. The human disguised figure ceremoniously dumps the young venturous slim form in the middle of the passage. Oh, oh she, she better be alive. She bloody well better. Because otherwise, you're not just gonna die. I'm going to die. I'm going to take you on an adventure with me and keep wandering around for about an hour rather than focusing on the, on the course of the adventure and get you killed. Ugh, that's what I'm going to do with you. Because that's the worst possible thing you can do. Before you can promptly react to this unsettling turn of events. Glymuk's next sinister ploy is suddenly revealed. With a deafening cacophony of battle cries that echo along the port corridor, a vast horde of Kragari sweep into the tunnel from both ends, trapping you in a final and deadly snare. Undeterred by the dire threat posed by the horde of Kragari, now flooding into the tunnel from the north and south, you draw yourself into a combat-ready stance. Prepare to engage the vicious rat swarm. Whew. With Vark's death still fresh in your mind, oh no. It's going to keep staying there. It's never going to not be fresh. It's going to keep. It's going to come up. It's every day. Every day. It will be fresh. Be fresh like, a, like an open wound. Right in the heart. And now, more determined than ever to rescue Lyrell and bear out of this fetid hole, you step forward and engage the foremost of the vicious madmen. It's 23 in a row now. Uh, yes, it sure would be great if, it, great if I had help, but as I say, I blew that chance. And I'm having a far, super, far inferior moment. You know, unless you're some sort of grim fan of Grimdark. In which case, this... You just adventure on your own. 
it's much harder and less emotionally satisfying and and everything ends up worse for everyone but you like that because you're a miserable bastard uh, anyhow those 12 13 yeah just quit combating them I no, I just can't, can't can't bring up the energy to do it manually alright there's 17 Oh, Vark! Protect me, Vark's ghost! Like I didn't protect you! Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, no, leave me. Let's see, this is foes, 22. Okay, here we are. The last of the Wat Men. Uh, okay, I think this is actually the penultimate of the Wat Men. There's still Guy Luck himself. 21 experience. The Kagari's bloodied corpse lands on the ground at your feet. Not a single rat man remains standing in the carnage-filled sewage tunnel, except Glymok. He's standing back a bit. Maybe he's off to the side. Just going, whoa. That's a lot of dead rats. 1,024 experience to general. Wasting no time, you dash along the corpse-strewn passage and swiftly sink to your knees at Lyra's side. Kneeing at Lyra's side, your face cut, hover over Moshe's form. Your heart suddenly leaps as soft breath escapes through the young adventurer's slightly parted lips. She's alive. Ugh, well, at, least, at least I have that. At least I didn't screw that up. Before you can respond, the sound of metal grating on stone, followed by the sudden and deafening roar of rushing water at the northern end of the tunnel, sends your pulse racing and fills you with dread. Wasting no time, you hoist Lyra onto your shoulders and prepare to inget, prepare to face, prepare to face, face you can only surmise as the immediate flooding of the corridor. The deafening roar of rushing water grows to an impossible level as a surging tide of fetid water basks through the tunnel, effortlessly sweeping away untold centuries of grime and debris and countless Kagari corpses, most of them fresh, <laughs> while threatening to send any living thing in its path to a watery grave. With Lyrils slung over your shoulders, you press yourself up against the wall in a desperate brig to withstand the driving flood. Okay, I guess I, guess I just grew a bit. Yeah, yeah, must have. So she can actually you know, fit on my shoulders. Alright, picking a number. Bonus of 48. 20 from might, 10 from body, 18 from woodmanship. Got to get 100 or more. Or I guess I get just squashed. I get washed away to my death. Pick now. Alright, 71. Failure. The force of the washing water sweeps off you off your feet and sends you headlong into the wall at the far southern end of the tunnel. 139 points of damage. Staggered by the violent impact, but still alive, you manage to show your feet in the midst of the raging, but rapidly subsiding deluge. The moment your head clears, you leap into action, turning frantically in every direction as you search for Lua and the swift current now surging through the tunnel. Your heart leaps when you find her, only a few yards to the east, pushed up against... 
against the wall, her head above, her head well above the surface of the fetid flow. When she is once again slung securely across your shoulders, you turn, properly send up, set about finding your way out of the tunnels, sewers. With Negro slung over your shoulders, you head north along the tunnel, moving in the direction from which the water flowed. At the end of the passage, you discover a corroded stone and iron door set into the north wall. The doors are swung open into the tunnel. The thick stream of water tickles through the broad opening formerly concealed by the door from an even larger Thin stream of water trickles through the broad opening, formerly concealed by the door, from an even larger tunnel to the north. It becomes immediately obvious that Glyramot must have somehow opened this door in an attempt to release the water through the, through the other tunnel to ensure these sewers became your tomb. The thought had no sooner crossed your mind when you spot something lying against the southern wall of the adjacent corridor, only a few yards to the east. To the unmoving, cloaked, trapped body of a large Kagari. Using your foot, you turn over the body of the Wat Men and are taken aback to discover a glittering stone set into the hollow socket of the creature's white, ma- white eye. The cruel lead of the Wat Man plagued Pakwa. The sinister Kagari, known as Gulaimuk, appears to have become a victim of his own vile act of treachery. Well, that's what happens when you pursue a vengeance. Suddenly, you note that Glymuk's chest is rising and falling. The Kagari leader is alive. You saw him, he must have been rendered unconscious when the roaring flood he unleashed drove him headlong into the tunnel wall. A quick search of his body reveals his sword, a small copper amulet, Amulet and a pouch containing three adventure tokens and a large quantity of gold. So it's 120, 139 gold. Get my adventure tokens, long sword, it's unmatched. And this amulet, this small copper amulet you discovered on the body of Grimebook, the leader of the Kari, and the old sewers beneath Pagroar. I'll have to identify it later. As you stand staring at the con- Unconscious Kagari leader, you realize he's far too dangerous to be left here alive. Okay, a fateful decision. Inexplicably, you feel your mess destiny may in some way be linked to the choice you're about to make. I can kill him or drag him along with me. I'll drag him along with me. You reach down to take hold of Glyndrock, eager to drag the unconscious Kagari leader out of the sewers, but as your hand encloses around the swath of his neck, you suddenly realise he's no longer alive. The brutal blow struck to his skull when the rushing water flew him into the wall and served the undoing of the vile creature. You release your grip and allow Glymuk's body to slump back onto the floor. For a few moments, you stare down at the lifeless, lifeless form of the vicious Ratman. As you carefully shift Lyle's wake onto the shoulders, you clearly recall Vark's desire not to seek revenge against Glymuk, only to rescue your daughter. With the words of your deceased companion echoing your mind, you at last prepare to find your way out of the tunnels. You step through the newly discovered door and find yourself standing in a massive vaulted tunnel, a shallow, 
sickly stream gurgles along through the channel at the centre of the tunnel, spilling out through the door that Glamour opened only minutes ago. Not far along the tunnels to the east, you find a set of stump crumbling steps that climb up through a dark hole in the ceiling, far overhead. With Lyrell still clung secure, slung securely across your weary shoulders, you make your way up the steps, through the opening, and into another large tunnel. You follow this tunnel east for nearly a hundred yards before it turns to the north. As you wound the bend in your passage, your heart leaps. Less than fifty yards ahead, it's welcome radiant. Radiance piercing the festering gloom of these ancient sewers is the dazzling golden glow of daylight. Do I even deserve it? You reach the northern end of the tunnel and emerge from the small opening, stepping onto a broad ledge at the base of the steep, steep sea cliff, presumably somewhere to the west of Pakwar. Nearly two after... Nearly two, two hours after leaving the tunnels, you're still perched on the broad ledge next to the opening from which you emerge. Lila's been awake late for the better part of an hour. Despite the initial shock she suffered when you related to her the death of her father, which is my fault. Well, okay, okay, maybe not entirely my fault, but mostly my fault. The young adventurer seems to have come to terms with the sudden and painful loss. You make certain to deliver Vark's final message. Lyrell nods and turns, her eyes filling with tears, as she recites to her the last words spoken to her by her. Spoken by her. Spoken by her dying father. Words that neither you, she, nor you will ever get. He offers to return to the sewers and attempt to recover Mark's body, but Lua immediately shakes her head. I have no desire to see him now, he says. A wavering voice choked with emotion. I always remember him from the man he was, and the father he will always be. Specialist ways of coaxing, but thank you. Can't thank you enough for what you've done. Oh, oh no, your thanks, your thanks wound me. They wooed me so much, I don't deserve them. Before the two of you make, you make your way out, way off the ledge, and along a path that leads back up into the city, you return to live all the items you found in the sewers. She smiles, thanks you again. So that's the short sword, Leo's leather skull cap, Leo's cape, Leo's dagger, and Leo's pouch. She's got them all back now, so... I guess she can go back to adventuring. If she wants to. Just two days later, on a, on a bright, crisp, cloudless afternoon, you stand just inside the gates of Pakwar, bidding farewell to Lyro as she prepares, prepares a coach will take her on a long and lonely journey south to Talnus. The two days that have lapsed since your escape from the tunnels, you made a full report to the Council of Council of Magistrates, informing them of the death of the Kogawe leader, making certain Vark's connection with the affair was made known to them. 
after a brief period of consultation, the council paid you a generous reward of 5,000 gold, half of which you immediately gave to Liwell. Thank you again for sharing the reward, she says, smiling. It will certainly help ease my worries for the next small while. I'm not certain what lies ahead for me, but telling us seems a good step on my journey forward. We shall see. You ask Cluo she'll be seeking out adventuring talentless. She shrugs and shakes her head. I'm not sure. I intend to honour my father's memory with whatever I do. I think I just need a bit of time. With that, Lyril steps forward and meets you in the shoulder cross. Thank you, Sir Cochin, she says, for helping my father. He must have valued your companionship beyond all measure on his last adventure. I will never forget what you've done. Thank you. So, what about you? Where will you go from here? You're about to attempt to answer a question. Well, you suddenly realise you don't yet know. Instead, you simply shrug. Lil smirks and laughs. The coach rolls out the port city, crumbling along the well-travelled coastal road. Salute. You salute the departing adventuress with a final wave before turning and strolling slowly back along the bustling thoroughfare that leads to the centre of the great city. The sudden demise of Gaimuk in the dank passage of the old sewers brings an abrupt end to the growing Kogari menace that threatened the seaport for nearly two years. Now and again, vague accounts of white men lurking in the city's alleys in the dead of night reaches the ears of those who listen for such things. Reports are few and far between. I'm guessing that without a without a clear leader like like Glymuk, the rats uh, tur- started to turn you know, started to turn on each other, and it became a murder fest between them. And most of them killed each other. That just tends to happen when you take out the leader of. Quinimal organisations, you just end up with a Quinimal civil war. Unfortunately, it seems that they didn't kill anyone else in the crossfire. The days, weeks and months following the dramatic rescue from Lyrill and the, and the clutches of the, from the clutches of the dual-eyed Kagai leader find you embroiled in a whirlwind of events, leaving you little time to dwell on the details of your adventure far beneath the streets of Beneath the streets of the ancient city, but I often, often dwelling on my regrets. However, in those rare quiet moments, all, all, all too uncommon in your life of adventure, you often find yourself thinking, thinking of Ark and wondering about Lyor. You recall with a mix of fondness and sorrow the all too brief. One in which you knew the aging, aging adventurer as a threat, both a friend and a companion. You wonder if Leo has continued to follow in the footsteps of a brave and illustrious father, or whether the time she spent in the seaport turned to turn her to another, less dangerous path. Path, despite the nagging questions that you realise, you realise may never be answered. You remain absolutely certain of one thing. Regardless of what happened since your parting at the gates of Pakwar in that sunny afternoon long ago, 
and no matter what, no matter what dis- disparate ends your separate destinies will ultimately lead, you and Lil will never forget your harrowing adventure in the place you've come to call the Tunnels of Peril. And that is the end of this adventure, with 4,096 to general, 512 to all skills and powers. Okay, I I don't know what I'll be doing next. But I'm pretty sure this didn't happen. But for anyhow, while I figure that out, farewell, fellow adventurers.